0: When a teenager declares that they are trans, does society, doctors, parents, teachers, allow them to take the next step? We're gonna find out in a second, but please subscribe and keep us on the air, PayPal. Adam Zivo is a columnist with the National Post, he's written about this, he knows about this, so I put the question to you. Do the experts, parents, whoever it is, allow that 13 year old to proceed to the next step?
1: Well I think that it would be a mistake to automatically affirm their trans identity and it's important to uh, review the historical context behind the patient. So. Uh, previously but are they are
0: they actually patients? Sorry let me interrupt this but are they a patient then? I mean you're saying that no operations uh, that seems fair until at least you're older. But a thirteen year old says, well, I'm trans. Well I mean are they a patient? Uh, regardless,
1: I mean but the thing is if someone self-identifies as trans, they may be doing it because they're actually trans or because they're dealing with trauma. So in either we case, well that's the thing. In either case they're a patient that needs some level of care. Okay. Right uh so for example it used to be that kids who self-identify as trans had gender dysphoria since they were three or four years old and they were generally mentally stable and for those kids many of them actually grew up to be trans but more recently in the past 15 years we've seen a new kind of patient where there are kids who suddenly self-identify as trans at age 13 14 they're often very mentally ill they're either autistic they have borderline personality disorder they've been sexually assaulted right and what we've often done is just say, well, okay, if you say you're trans, you're trans. But what we're seeing in Europe is a more careful approach where they're saying, well, actually, why are you saying this? Let's look at your mental health holistically. And I think that that's important. That's what we should see more of in Canada.
0: And, well, I mean, when you say in Europe, I know that, for instance, the Tavistock Clinic in Britain was closed down because they were saying, oh, I'm Maggie. you walk in the door, say I'm trans, here, operation, under the knife. And so that is, uh, is, is out of favor now. But...
1: Are, are we really behind the times? We are, and, and the thing is, what I want to say here is that clinicians are often doing their best, but they're inundated with referrals that are often highly complex. Right. So what we saw in the UK was that you had other parts of the NHS where they had kids come in who had very complex mental health issues that right. these other parts of the NHS couldn't service. And if the so, kid- it's more than just
0: trans. I'm like, I'm intrigued when you say other mental health issues. It, it's a, it's more complex than just saying, you know what. I'm a girl.
1: Well, like, for example, let's say if a girl has been sexually assaulted and she suddenly starts self-identifying as a man, you should probably explore whether or not she's using a male identity to feel safer. That's important. Yep. Right. But you have these complex cases who are referred to Tavistock um, because they incidentally express gender dysphoria and no one else had the capacity to take care of them. So now you have this gender clinic, which has all of these referrals from all the parts of the NHS, and they don't have the capacity to take care of them, so they just kind of put them right on hormones right away. They just shoo them off.
0: Do the counsellors, do the doctors, are they able to definitively determine after some consultation whether this person is just 13 and 14, needs to grow up a little bit, or has the alternative, has a a real issue? Can you definitively say that?
1: You can not definitively say that, but you can say that with a certain degree of certainty if you invest in giving the proper mental health support and observation, which is what we don't have in Canada today. Which is what we do need. Adam, thank you very much. Great columns. Cool. Thank you. Three minutes. This show
0: provides independent analysis of the issues. We are not paid by the government. And as I am finding, so much business in Canada relies upon various governments that they don't want to sponsor or advertise on a show which may become controversial, which talks about liberty, freedoms, sometimes criticism government. I've had guests on that support the government. But people are saying, you know what? We don't want to bite the hand that feeds us, i.e. government, which is why... I hope you'll subscribe and contribute to keep this show on the air.